Welcome back to the Legionnaire Podcast. I'm your host, Will. I'm joined this Friday by my brother. He made it. I was here last week. Wait. Not on Friday. Maybe I'm thinking about... Oh, yeah, because we recorded Tuesdays on Sunday. Okay. Maybe I wasn't here last week. All right. But I'm yeah, here not, to this week. That's not that big of a deal. There was actually a lot of like news that came out this week, so it's... Because last week we were kind of just pulling for news, but this week it's nice to share the wealth with all the news. Literally all of like this Star Wars shows news like dumped like yesterday. Like last night. I'm pretty I'm all of the news we're going to talk about dumped within the last like 24 hours. Like I just remember like last night I was like, oh, you should probably look at the show notes like 1030. I was finishing up Loki and then like I just looked and I was like. Holy moly. <laughs> there's a lot of show out. Or there's a lot of show news out right now. Yeah, I it's a lot and I mean I don't know, but how have you been? I haven't talked to you in a while actually. Dude, I'm so tired. I'm I, I sleep like 5 5 and a half hours a night just cuz training for this freaking jiu-jitsu competition and Oh my lord, I'm exhausted, dude. I slept, I I napped, I nap at work very avidly. God, I hope none of my bosses listen to this, but like, I'm an avid napper at work. So, <laughs> like, we'll have like a lunch break and I will literally eat my food as fast as I can so then I can sleep the rest of lunch break. Oh, um, it's your lunch break. You can do whatever you want. No, exactly. But, and we're like, well, I guess my bosses wouldn't really care, but like, when we're like in the truck driving from, one works out to another i'm just dead asleep in the seat or like anytime we have like a break i'm just either asleep or i'm eating food and i'm just well not i don't eat a whole lot of food right now because i'm trying to cut weight right now so i'm always tired and i'm always hungry but this podcast is the light of um joy in my life right now so two days a week two days a week two days a week i'm having fun the rest of the days i'm not having fun yeah it's kind of true it's a bummer that like I mean, I, I I make the joke that I have three jobs. Technically, like, like you could say four, but so my first one, you know, business systems analyst internship that I have, which is like actual work. It's forty hours a week, and then on top of that, I do part time work at the pool, and then I make a joke where like, yeah, I donate plasma. That's my third job. But I mean, it's a, today it took forever, actually. Like, I think I got there at like 4.50 and I didn't leave until about 7 o'clock, which usually never takes me that long. But there were so many people there, which frustrated me. But I got to read like, oh gosh, four or five chapters of the Thrawn book. Oh, you, did you find that in my room? I did, yeah. I started reading it. I, okay, the first chapter was from what i can tell already about the book i don't care about literally any chapter that does not contain thrawn yeah that's kind of how i was i was it like it would go to a different character and you're like yeah the first yeah. chapter i was like this is boring and then at the end it was like 
I am. You can call me Mithrandu or Thrawn. Mithran Yurodo. Yes. Yeah. Mith- I, I don't know. I said Mithran. Yeah. I, I there was a it's a long name and I didn't really feel like Mithril. Yeah. But then there was another chapter where like they talk about like it's some Imperial people. Eli Vanto. No, 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 no. Someone else. I don't even know because I like skipped the chapter basically. <laughs> I didn't care. I like I got three pages in and I had no idea what was happening and I just was like, I don't care. I want to read what Thrawn is doing. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably read the next chapter with like these characters. I don't like I think one of them was Uvis. Uvis. I don't remember a whole lot about the first Thrawn book. I think that came out oh. came out like twenty sixteen. I'm trying to remember where was I because it came out when I was in, we were in high school. I was I think it was a junior. Yeah, it came out like 2016. Yeah, because I like the second Thrawn book is really cool because it like details his time with Anakin Skywalker and then his time with Darth Vader and like how it flashes back and forth and like how he kind of like deduces that Anakin and Darth Vader are the same person. Do you have the second book? Yeah, it should be in my room somewhere that you haven't already looked for my clothes to wear and or books to read excuse me i well i asked you if i could read this book i didn't no i know it's fine i'm just joking because you steal my clothes. well there's a trilogy of thrawn books that take place before this book oh the heir to the empire ones the legends ones correct no 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 no, no. there's like oh yeah because zan just released those it's like thrawn ascendancy correct yeah i haven't read those yeah because i told michael he's gonna start reading light of the jedi which i was like yeah you should and then I told him I started reading Thrawn and he was he bought a Thrawn book and it was Thrawn Ascendancy. He's like, are you reading this one? And I said to him, no, I don't even know that that was a book. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember they released them recently. I just I haven't read the third Thrawn book in the trilogy you're reading. Um, I just started the first. I didn't even know it was a trilogy. I just thought it was a one and done. So no, yeah, Zan's just going to town writing books, but hopefully we'll see Thrawn in live action. What do you mean, hopefully? I mean, we will. I was going to say, we are. Listen, He's going to be really t- show. Yeah, 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 I know he is. That's why I was excited for it. I talked about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we'll just keep rolling with the Star Wars news then, since we're already talking about it. Yeah. Um. So, on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy was talking to Liam Neeson. I don't know what, honestly, like, nobody, like, when we're pulling news stories, like it's always like, Oh, this actor is being interviewed for. And like the t- project title, like nobody even reads. Cause it's like, Oh, they asked him about star Wars. I don't know what Jimmy Kimmel's interviewing Liam Neeson about. Maybe I, say, I didn't even know Liam Neeson was doing a movie or a show. He might not be. I don't know. I just saw Liam Neeson was asked about the Kenobi show. And he said, Liam Neeson claims. Okay. So here's how this went down last day. When I was reading this, it says Liam Neeson claims he hasn't been approached for star Wars or the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And immediately I'm like, what on God's green earth are they thinking? And then like, I watched the clip and I'm like, Oh, he's lying. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that for a no. second. I don't believe it for a second that he hasn't been approached. And if he honestly hasn't, Oh my God. Oh, no, then that's, that is not I'd be well. so frustrated if he wasn't, if yeah, that'd be yeah. annoying. But because like he asked like Jimmy Kimmel's like, oh, so have you been approached uh, for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? And he and Liam Neeson is like the worst like acting of his life. He's like, oh, no, they haven't. Oh, they don't they, they don't have enough money for me. 
And he's like, yeah, okay. And everyone's like, um, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I think Liam Neeson is just saying he charges too much. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Cause Liam Neeson has literally said, he's like, Oh, I'd love to go back and do star Wars. He literally goes he, he yeah, went back he, to do clone wars. Yeah, he, he did the clone wars. So it's like, there's no chance you would do voice acting and not come back for I, what I assume would be like live. Horse ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so, I mean, it's like the same thing you and McGregor did. You and McGregor like had to lie for like six years about not returning to Obi-Wan. Cause that's how long it took for them to, finally officially announced the obi-wan show because it was supposed to be a movie and then it got like kind of canceled not really and then it didn't that that obi-wan kenobi movie slash show was in development or in pre-production not even pre-production it was in development for like oh my god i want to say since before like i think like when rogue one came out like they like had the idea and rogue one came out in around 2017 (laughs) Yeah. No, Rogue One came out in 2016. Well, because it was way back when Kathleen Kennedy announced, like, this is when all the new Star Wars movies are coming out. They're going to be a movie every year. And then Solo came out and they literally stopped everything. And it's probably going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that was coming out next. Her movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. So Well, yeah, Ewan McGregor was at the Solo premiere, too. So it's like, hmm. <laughs> Hmm. why is he here yeah like i'm pretty sure they were close to announcing it which honestly i'm i mean i'm not glad that solo bombed but i mean i am because now it's a tv show with obi-wan which i think they can do more with his character in a tv show than with the movie but i mean i'm bummed that solo bombed because solo is actually a pretty good star wars movie yeah for it being detached from the star wars storyline the skywalker storyline yeah, I want to see a solo two story, but we'll talk about that in uh, our our topic Tuesday when we talk about Star Wars shows we want or Star Wars projects we would like to see if we had the power to like make a, a like at Lucasfilm be like, hey, we're gonna green light these three shows, these however many shows. That's yeah, what I'd like to see, but alas, we do not live in that world. But we do not. We do live in a world where Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal interview, or I think Pedro Pascal interviewed Ewan McGregor. I didn't watch it. I saw it on YouTube. It was like a 30 minute video and I haven't really had time to watch that. Um, I did see a little clip out of it on Instagram when like, so Pedro Pascal, like, oh, or um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So like, I guess <laughs> I can call him Obi-Wan Kenobi. He says, he's like, I-, I think I can say this. And he's saying, he's like, so he's like, I walked by stormtroopers on set for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and like some droids. And I was just, he's like, I was just freaking out. I was like, I was like, oh my God, those are stormtroopers. Cause he's like, I've never been around stormtroopers before. Like I like Alec Guinness was the guy around the stormtroopers. Like I was around like before the stormtroopers. That was like my character in the timeline. I was before the stormtroopers. So I never walked by stormtroopers. So when I'm on set and I'm seeing stormtroopers, I'm freaking out. Cause these are who I saw as bad guys as a kid. And Pedro Pascal's like freaking out too. He's like, Dude, right? Like, isn't it so weird? You're like, oh, it's just another acting job. You show up, and then there are stormtroopers everywhere, and you're like st- sitting there and just staring at them as you're walking by. And like, hey, can you please stop staring at them during your take? And he's like, oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of, I'm, it's not that big of a spoiler that he said it, but it's still kind of no. cool to hear the fact that, like, you know, Obi Wan's gonna walk past stormtroopers in the show. He also said that um, he saw Jawas too. 
Like he like oh, got to walk past like yeah. jaw like people like the Jawa puppets or like I don't I don't know if I don't know if there's like actual people who play them or if it's puppets, but he's like, Yeah, I, I walk past stormtroopers and Jawas, and I know dad is probably happy because he <laughs> has an obsession with Jawas. <laughs> when they showed up in the Mandalorian, I just remember dad always texts us like one word and an exclamation point. Like it's whenever the, the Packers thing. are playing, it's always like Crosby exclamation point. And you and I are like maybe busy doing other stuff like what are you talking about he's like he kicked a really clutch field goal we're like you know why don't you like say that but like whenever like i remember when episode two of the mandalorian season one came out and dad just texted me one word jawas and then he just texted later utini yeah i was gonna say when the rise of skywalker came out and like the end of the movie where she's back on tatooine the jawas show up and they're like utini happy dad noises honestly but no it's i mean well even during the interview with ewan mcgregor and pedro pesca like you can obviously tell that they're filming right now like it's so obvious they're filming like he looks like obi-wan so much right now yeah it's like just pull up a picture and you're like oh yeah that's how i would imagine obi-wan would have aged on tatooine yeah and that's like they're they're probably doing like effects and that stuff with him and makeup Makeup, yeah i mean but just like with his beard and like even like his hair and how he's aged i bet they probably put like touches like a good old touch of gray in his hair oh they definitely they probably made him look more older too yeah a little similar to alec guinness yeah i mean well shit if you're living in the desert (laughs) i can't (laughs) imagine you i was gonna say i can't imagine you'd age well on tatooine you know what's funny it's like our like you and i want to go out to the desert like for like our next vacation we we still got to talk about our next vacation but um together like our our own little like backpack trip like we're like dad's like where do you guys want to go we're like the desert and he's like really (laughs) well i feel like tatooine desert isn't the same as earth desert yeah Earth Desert's nicer. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Tatooine Desert is going to be, like, pretty miserable. We're not going to get picked up by Tusken Raiders. I've told you that Brett's favorite Star Wars character is the Tusken Raider, yeah, right? Yeah, you did. I made a meme about that, too. Yeah, you said he... When did they show up in The Mandalorian? They showed up again in Season 2. Yeah, we yeah. were, we were yeah, watching. Training. Yeah. Yeah, it was with Cobb Vanth and... I forget. I forget. Yeah, that first episode of season two of Mando was actually like really good. Now that it's I look fire. back at it, yeah. yeah. Now that I look back and like when they're like flying their jetpacks to land up on the um crate dragon, yeah. Like I just think of that like because I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. the effects look really, really good this season, and yeah. they look great in the first season too. But you there, you can definitely tell there there's some episodes on the, that show where they definitely blow their money on. Oh, yeah, like the first episode of the very first season. Yeah, in the first sequence when the, the yeah. thing comes out of the ice and he's shocking it. And then like the next two episodes, they're like, uh, we're going to be on the desert now and yeah. we're not going to do a whole lot of money everywhere else. We're going to hold our money for later in the season. That's kind of how like mo- like Mando's gone. Like the first two episodes, they like the first episode, they like drop all their money throw some dough at and then like they wait until like the last few to like really chuck their cash into the fan again but like until then they're like holding it they're like okay yeah. honestly um i want to jump no. into this next one 
well back to obi-wan real quick but like i'm gonna be so because i've seen some people like i think i might have i haven't like seen it but i think i've seen people like try to leak like pictures and set set stuff from the obi-wan show which i don't want to see any of it because i mean like i'll watch like the trailers like when they come out obviously and like i'll closely follow it but i'm not gonna like look and see for spoilers for this show because i i just don't want to get it ruined for myself i was thinking this too actually um because dad was watching rogue one last night and um i was thinking he left off right before krennic had uh went to before krennic went to go to mustafar and meet with vader and i was thinking i was like okay so if anakin slash vader is in this show is uh james earl jones back for the voice like how are we doing that i'd assume so i would I, ho- I i would hope so because i mean like i assume that they say darth vader is back and i mean hey hayden christensen's great but he's no james earl jones no you can't replace the voice of james earl jones you can tell like even like listening in other mediums like oh this guy like whoever's vo- like in video games perfect example it's like well this isn't vader it's like this is well, even not- in rebels yeah like in star wars rebels you're like yeah you don't sound like vader at all because like i remember we talked about how like when after we saw rogue one together we were like oh that like it sounds like james earl jones has gotten older but like it still sounds like vader it just sounds like old vader but he's technically younger but it doesn't matter so you can kind of suspend your disbelief i think that was you who said that i didn't think about his voice that much because it's darth vader to me and it's all synthesized or whatever not synthesized but yeah all robified i because i I, well i know you said you were like i was busy focused on his voice too much i didn't really catch the scene because you were trying to see yeah you you had said like you didn't know if you liked his voice or not yeah i i I did like if it kind of caught me off guard at first i remember listening to it and i was like uh he can't i can definitely tell this is james earl jones and he's old but like it doesn't sound like prime vader and then i was like sitting there thinking like of course it's not gonna be prime vader because james earl jones is like freaking what do you like 80 <laughs> yeah i i'm shit that's why i'm kind of like all right let's uh let's like record the voice lines. yeah it's like listen he is not getting any younger and if he dies but if he dies before production ends obviously rest in peace james earl jones Good, great well, I man mean, it's like the same thing with like carrie fisher i mean like shit lucasfilm <laughs> yeah, they killed the wrong character <laughs> <laughs> they kill luke skywalker and then they Jerry killed Mr. dies and they're like they killed everyone and like the one person who's supposed to play a big role like the actual we're not laughing at carrie fisher's no. that's sad but like the fact that like disney played russian roulette with their star wars characters and the last one who made it in the trilogy was the one who like wasn't there yeah she, she wasn't able to film her footage so it's like what do we do all right we'll bring back han solo <laughs> It's morbidly hilarious, but <laughs> yeah, they they played Russian roulette very very poorly by killing off two of the wrong <laughs> characters. <laughs> oh, Han Solo dead, Harrison Ford alive, Luke Skywalker dead, Mark Hamill alive, Carrie Fisher supposed to live through it, or no, Princess Leia supposed to live through it, Carrie Fisher not so yeah. alive. Rest in peace. It's a it's a bummer because. I mean, the original script for episode nine with Colin Trevorrow was like very Leia focused. It was what we got to talk about that script at some point. That script is crazy. Yeah, it 
Oh yeah, I liked it, but I did. Ky- Kylo Ren's resolution, I did not weird. like. Yeah, there are a lot I, of weird. Yeah. Kylo Ren's resolution in the Rise of Skywalker is much better than Kylo Ren's resolution in um, Duel of the Fates. I would agree. I would agree because <laughs> his in Duel of the Fates was terrible. It's I like, read it and I was like, "You're kidding me, right? This is how it ends." He's immediately. Now, like, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Now that's not to say there wouldn't have been rewrites, but we'll talk about that later. Um But yeah, I guess I don't know if James Earl Jones is gonna be the voice for Vader. Because they didn't confirm it, but again, Liam Neeson hasn't been confirmed either, so it's like it's it's probably gonna happen. Liam Neeson is more of a guarantee than James Earl Jones, but that's like saying ninety both a guarantee. Like well that's like well, it's like saying ninety nine percent and ninety eight percent. Like it's it's like the same thing. Yeah. It's always that one doctor out of the hundred doctors who didn't recommend that toothpaste to you. You're just like <laughs> all the other doctors are like, this is great toothpaste. And one of those, one of those, or one of those dentists who didn't recommend that toothpaste must've on the bottom of his class in dental school. He must've been. Um, so I guess going along like rumored casting and appearances, um, and rogue one. Um, so, the Andor cast is growing in size. Um, Forrest Whitaker is confirmed to appear as Saw Gerrera, and Ben Mendelsohn is rumored to appear in Andor. Um, I hope Ben Mendelsohn shows up. Oh my god, yeah, you and I are just Ben Mendelsohn. I love Krennic. Dad, Dad keeps saying, he said now like three times since last night that he loves Rogue One. It's like, I think yeah, it's I, I, he like really, really loves Rogue One, which I think is great, but I, I like Rogue One a lot too. He asks me if I like it. I'm like, yeah, of course I like it. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Lame people. Well, yeah, it's that's annoying. But I mean, Force Whitaker makes a lot of sense because I mean, if it's the show follows Andor, I mean, it's sort of like the Rebel Alliance, and Saw Gerrera has his own Rebel Alliance, even though they're a little more extreme. Because yeah, we'll probably see about him like causing issues for them. So when it gets to the point in Rogue One when they're like, "You gotta go kill Saw Gerrera right now," they were going to kill Saw. I thought they were. No, they were trying to get the door. They wanted to get the information from the pilot who Saw Gerrera had. Mm. I get it. I don't know. I'm, I'm they loopy. needed their foot in the door. That's what I remember. Yeah, they Regardless. needed an, an introduction. Yeah and provided that um but yeah so kind of not surprised by any of that casting rumors i mean krennic being around makes sense i i hope like tarkin now tarkin probably won't show up because he's working on other stuff no i think if anyone would show up i think well shit never mind i was gonna say thrawn but at this point in the story depending on when andor takes place i don't know when andor takes place um, I don't know if it's like years before or if it's like a year or two before. I think it's a few years before because he had in season one K2SO isn't apparently in the show. That's Alan Tudyk says like, yeah, I'm not showing up till season two. And then everybody Lucasfilm's like, why did you say there's going to be a season two, Alan? And he's like, whoopsies. Well, yeah, they haven't confirmed season two. So I don't even I'm not. Uh, look, I hope there's a season two because I would like to see how they get K2SO. And I do like their dynamic. I do yeah. like um, Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk's mm-hmm. uh, chemistry that they have on set. Because Alan Tudyk did the mocap too. Yeah. 
like that improv scene of him smacking him in the face. Yeah, you can tell he's laughing when it happens. Yeah, and there's a fresh one if you mouth off again. <laughs> so I, I do, I do enjoy their chemistry, and I think it. I mean, even after watching Rogue One last night and watching K2SO die, I think them fleshing out like that relationship between the two would be. Because I think it could be an interesting dynamic where it starts out where, oh, it's um, it's an Imperial droid, but now he's reprogrammed. And there's, I could see them sort of like bully bully him in a way. Not trust him. Be like, well, how are we supposed to trust this guy? And then there's like enter Cassian Andor who's like, because it weren't his parents. His parents, I think, were part of the Separatist Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. And the Separat- it's weird to think that the Separatist Alliance became like the Rebellion. Yeah. 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 Oh. None of the cool guys from the Separatist became <laughs> the Rebel Alliance. Pogger the Lesser got... I think he died, right? I would assume he did. Um, he did. He, I think he was on Mustafar, wasn't he? I mean, he was on Mustafar and he died. Watt Tambor died. Um, Watt everyone, every, no, everyone of the Separatist yeah, yeah, Alliance duh. died. Yeah, because the, all the leaders went there. Grievous sent them there and then Grievous died. So the entire Separatist Alliance like died, basically. Shiva's like, hello, I want you to meet my new uh, apprentice, Lord Vader. He will take care of you. And they're like, oh, cool. Can't wait to meet Lord Vader. Lord Vader shows up and they're all dead. They're like, wait a second. This guy looks like Anakin Skywalk. <laughs> hey. How, yeah. How did none of them, like, wait a second. Dude, Gunners is like, oh, Lord Vader, you look too much like uh, General Skywalker. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, you are General Skywalker. <laughs> Honestly. Um... Well, even this is we're still kind of on this tangent, but like with last week's episode of Bad Batch, like they're disassembling the entire droid army. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't imagine that the Trade Federation is cool with that. So like, obviously, it would make sense. And I, I can't imagine the Techno Union is cool with their B2 super battle droids being disassembled. So I always forget that the Techno Union made the B2 super battle droid. Yeah, because who makes B1? Isn't that just um... that's a Trade Federation? Yeah. Where's the B3 super battle droid? Where are my Geonosian homies? They didn't contribute literally anything to the war. Hold, pause, pause, pause. Paco the Lesser had the plans for the Death Star, buddy. Yeah, he didn't do anything, though. What do you mean he didn't do anything? He wasn't the engineer for it. Yeah, but his people were. I think the Empire did most of the building for that. (laughs) Yeah, okay, listen. Yeah, they did the building, but like the initial design, the Geonosians already had it made. I think anyone could have built it. Yeah, you really think anybody could have built it? Do you think you could have built it? Well, who had the vision? The Geonosians! <laughs> no, Palpatine <laughs> totally did. Yeah, he had a vision, but that's why he outsourced it to the Wingbird people. I don't think the Geonosians are as smart as you say, but... You know, listen, just because they talk in whistles and clicks does not mean they're stupid. <laughs> I think they're kind of dumb, but <laughs> I, I guess they're when insects. You, when you flash back to like uh, uh, Attack of the Clones, they really took a long time for like they literally had their, their arena set up with three posts in the middle, and like they let their animals walk like four hundred meters to get to them. And by that point, Padme's already on the top, and Anakin and Obi Wan are trying to devise a plan. So maybe they weren't as. Let me revise that statement. Maybe the Geonosians weren't as smart as I thought they were. I don't think we'll have to research off air who actually built, who actually came up with the design for the Death Star. 
Yeah, I don't know. Why they made a second one. I didn't see any Geonosians making the second one. Well, because they just made it bigger. (laughs) I don't believe it. Anyways. (laughs) Wait, do you have any more? Do you have anything else to talk about with Andor? Um, No, I feel like uh, Darth Vader. I could definitely see Darth Vader maybe making a cameo at some one point or another. If If Krennic does, I can't imagine Vader wouldn't. Because, I mean, Krennic, like he hates Tarkin and like, he only really reports to Vader and the emperor. Yeah. My, I see my only like concern is I don't want there to be Vader fatigue. And like, I understand people like, Oh, like more Vader is great. Yes. I understand that. But like, if Vader starts appearing and everything, everyone's going to be like, is he going to show up in this show? He's going to show up in this. Like use Vader sparingly. That's what's so beautiful about Darth Vader in the original trilogy. He had like nine minutes of screen time in a new hope. And like, maybe, I remember there's a there's a YouTube video about how much screen time he has, but it's not a lot of screen time. And like he's used so sparingly, which is why he's so like iconic. Um that's well, just my only concern. No, I do think I I think they're smart enough not to overuse him. I mean, with Jedi Fallen Order, like the villain of the game is the second sister and the ninth sister. And the game, like the final boss is Vader. And he's in the game for like four minutes and he's, he completely steals the show. So like, I, I can't imagine that they would use him that much. They used him sparingly in rogue one. Like, yeah. the, it, like it, I can't, I can't see them just overusing him because what purpose would he serve? Like he already had his climactic scene. And I assume that cause Andor is going to be tied in with rogue one sort of. So he Vader already had his climax in rogue one where he had his hallway fight scene like that was that was vader's climax so i think everything else that they have with him is just him maybe like on the hologram or in person with krennic honestly i think they'll probably have the emperor show up oh that'd be so cool if if krennic like was persistent on getting the emperor's approval in rogue one yeah because, I mean, he says when they do their Death Star test to Tark, and he's like, one would hope that Lord Vader and the Emperor would show. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about because I read Catalyst, the book before Rogue One, and I don't think the Emperor makes an appearance in it. I, I could be wrong. Did you read that? No. I read it a long time ago, but... Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. I did. Back when I was a young wee lad in high school. Um... Yeah, I I mean, I'd be fi- I, I don't think Vader's going to show up in that. I mean, he's going to show up in the Obi-Wan show, which I it fits like that makes the Obi-Wan show what it is. And or I I wouldn't be upset if he showed up even like in a handful of scenes, but I can't see him showing up in more than like three or four. He was supposed to have way more scenes in Rogue One. Like he was supposed oh, yeah. to have way more scenes in Rogue One. He was supposed to be like, I think he was supposed to be in the beach killing every, all of the people on the team. He was also <laughs> supposed to be like, the power we have is immeasurable. I remember that scene of like the Krennic tra- yeah, saying the that to him. And- yeah, because he's in, he's on like a Star Destroyer or on the Death Star or something. And like, it's that black floor and the like the red background so that's a movie i want to see the original cut for like i want to see what happened on that beach because that yeah that movie from the first trailer to the last trailer you could tell it like there was definitely the third act had 
a lot of reshoots. Release the um, Gareth Edwards cut. That's a bummer because I would actually love to see. I I just want to see what Vader did in the movie because if he actually was on the beach fighting. Because, yeah, I read that too where Vader was actually supposed to be on the beach fighting. So, Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I like how this turned into like a Rogue One talk. Eh, I mean, like, it all kind of ties together, but I guess, well, no, he doesn't. None of these, nobody really appears in this, but. Rumored Ben Mendelsohn confirmed Force Whitaker, fingers crossed on Vader, for me. Maybe yeah. not for you. Oh, no, yeah, it's all. Uh, I would, honestly, I wouldn't complain for more Vader, honestly. It wouldn't ruin Vader for the original trilogy for me. No, I agree. I just, I just. I just like be very careful on like how you use the key characters because people I don't want people to get sick of it and be like oh Vader's showing up on everything like I want him to remain like have that awe factor of when he does show up you're like oh shit it's Darth Vader so yeah that's just me no but I get that. I'd be hyped I'd be hyped however are we done talking about this you want to talk about no yeah Spe- you were you were talking about outsourcing earlier with the Empire and uh and the Empire Strikes Back, they outsourced their uh their hunt for Han Solo to some bounty hunters. Two bounty and, hunters in specific. And one of them is gonna be appearing in the other one's show. So the rumor mill has it running right now that we saw I think we saw it on Instagram, you sent it to me. It was uh Bosk um is rumored to be appearing in the Book of Boba Fett. The um, T V show, the T V series that comes out in December this yes. year. Yeah. When, first up, before we get into this, when do you think we're going to see a trailer for Book of Boba Fett? Not until October or November. Okay. All right. Mando just, season two trailer didn't come out till September, and Mando season two didn't come out until like the end of October. So I think it dropped on my birthday. It did. Yeah. I remember. It's like happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I was in class and I saw it dropped. So um, that was on. Are you care? Do you care if I share your birthday? Yeah, I actually kind of do because, like, I don't need people Middle knowing my name mid- on my birthday. <laughs> well, we. I mean, if they actually if they think about it, drops on my birthday. Yeah, it's September fifteenth, but April twenty seventh is my birthday, so we're all out there. All right. Um, but so yeah, our no, bank like it was like zero. <laughs> yeah, but it was like the middle of September. So, and Mando season two didn't come out for like a month and a half later. So I wouldn't be surprised if this trailer came out in November. Okay. Um. Regardless, so Bosk is appearing in Book of Boba Fett, allegedly, mm-hmm. which makes total sense because if, okay, I'm going to let you talk about like the quote you just read before, like we were talking about before we went live. Oh, um, yeah. I have to because, pull it up real quick. Because this could either, Bosk could either be appearing, because like right now, apparently like this timeline is either like in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, or it's like after Mando when we see him. Um, we don't really know. Um, I think Bosk is probably going to prove to be like a rival for Boba Fett in his new crime empire that he's like established, clearly established at the end of Mando when he like takes Jabba's throne. Yeah, I mean, bounty hunters, I think, are always like competing against one another. So, yeah. And I mean, you love Bosk. I do, too. But I just love Trandoshans, man. I just want to see more trend in the when in the High Republic. They got the Trandoshan Jedi skier. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. He doesn't really. Sh- no, his master died. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Whoopsies. Right. Wait, am I, I'm, I'm right. Right. Who's Skier's master again? Uh, J- uh, Joss Jorah. I Jordan. thought that was 
Buriaga's master. No. I I don't know. Joden? I don't uh, remember. I, I don't I thought I thought Skier was a Jedi Knight, but I could be wrong. I don't th- well, I Skier was a Jedi Knight, but I think Well yeah, m- maybe. I can't remember, dude. I'm so tired, bro. I haven't I read the I finished the book like two weeks ago, so I, I don't remember either. And there were so many characters in that book. Yeah. But I Regardless. mean I yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset at all if Bosk showed up in the book of Boba Fett. I don't know how old he is. I mean, Bosk first, technically his first appearance, like in the Star Wars canon, is in Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we see him again in because Empire. Isn't yeah. he? He's tight with Boba Fett in the Clone Wars, correct? Yeah, he is. But so then, this is where it gets interesting because. Tamara Morrison has a quote saying about the book of Boba Fett. We're going to see Boba's past and where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. Now's the time to actually go back in time and check out his journey and find out more about him. So, I mean, there could be like um, sort of a rift that has happened between the two characters where, I mean, maybe they're not like really friends anymore because, yeah, they were doing bounty hunting, bounty hunting missions together in the Clone Wars, I believe. But that was in Boba Fett was annoying, like yeah, he was really annoying. annoying. It was like, Daniel Logan. Yeah, I did not like Boba Fett in like the prequels. Like, really? What is it, Dad? Dad yeah, tomorrow Lord. Morrison will sue. Hey, Django's the goat. You and I have like been saying this forever. People are like, oh, I love Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett. And you're like, Django Fett is clearly the superior bounty hunter between the two of them. Okay, Mando did Boba Fett a lot more justice in one episode. So, like, to now where I'm like, okay, I could def, I could see now where people are like, Boba Fett is better than Django. But based off of like before we got Mando season two. Just based off of what we had seen from Boba Fett in Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones, and Empire Strikes Back slash Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett is like was like the worst bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah. He, I swear, he was drunk the entire time he was in Return of the Jedi. Like, I don't know what he was doing at all in that movie. Everyone's like, Boba Fett's great. I'm like, he just looks cool. And he has this insane fan base. But if you actually look at what he does, he's like hammered the whole time. Now, season two of Mando comes out and episode six, six of Mando is like prime, prime Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett was smoking that spice in Jabba the Hutt's palace, hanging out with partying with those Jabba's dancers. He he definitely was. But I mean, I I do think though with Tamar Morrison, like and I love that Tamar Morrison is I love Tamar Morrison. I love that he's back. <laughs> Sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched. <sighs> I love I love I love Boba Fett because I love Tamar Morrison. <laughs> I love but, who Tamara Morrison and whoever Tamara Morrison plays. I just have to like love like by law. Mm-hmm, that's true. It's just so fun. See, it's just thinking about it. It's crazy to see that like Tamara Morrison played his dad and Tamara Morrison <laughs> is playing the son. Like you think about that and you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> hey, man, more power to him. No, it is. But I, I think Bosk showing up would make sense. I think it'd be. Not like I hope if he shows up, he has a big role to play. It'd be cool to see 
if he has some reaction to Boba's crime empire or whatever. Now, a cameo that I want to see more than I, I okay. Of all of the confirmed and rumored cameos, the one that like my like my headcanon dream cameo for all of the shows coming out. This might be an incredibly hot take, although I think you'd be right on board with this. I want to see Cad Bane appear in the Book of Boba Fett, even though technically he's dead in canon in Big Air Quotes because like it happened in an unfinished episode of the Clone Wars. If no, Cad I don't Bane, believe that he's dead. Dude, okay, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, they're like, oh, we're assuming it's canon, even though it didn't come out. It's like, we didn't see that come out. Can we just like please like ignore the fact that like Boba Fett shot Cad Bane at one point and they have her in a standoff? Blah, blah, blah. Can't Cad Bane show up in the book of Boba Fett, please? Cad Bane in live action? I would lose my freaking mind if that happened. Yeah, Cat I I don't think anybody would be against that. No. Cad Bane is such a sick voice and just he's kind of the definition of excuse me he's kind of the definition of like a gunslinger and just like a western cowboy sort of the way he dresses and like the way he acts he has that slick just vibe to him where he seems like a western cowboy he's not a cowboy he's like the he's like the uh the outsider the uh the the outlaw he's like the out the western outlaw where like han solo is like your cowboy where like in like when you no, first yeah. meet him like cad bane is that like outlaw that they're always chasing he's just like he's got the toothpick and he's got the big hat he's like mm, always no, yeah. the blaster like oh yeah he, he yeah he is your classic western outlaw villain so i mean i i wouldn't be upset about that at all but there were some other ming na wen had said that there's like this season of the book of Boba Fett or this series. I don't know if it's like a limited series or if it's like a TV show. I don't know. But she had said that it's going to tie closer into Mando season three than like people think. And it's going to have a lot more like characters in Mando show up, which makes sense considering that Boba Fett showed up in the Mandalorian. It would make sense for Mando like Din and Mando to show up in the book of Boba Fett. And like people are kind of describing it as Mando season 2.5 just because of the rumored cast that's going to show up in the events that are going to happen in the book of Boba Fett. But what about Lando showing up in the book of Boba Fett? <laughs> Ugh, that's where it gets tough because would you recast Lando again? I mean, if it's coming out after Mando, wait, oh shoot, okay, this is in between Return of the Jedi. Because you could bring in Han Solo then too. Listen, man, I, th- mm, I'm just saying, tough. it's like if Boba Fett's around, he's probably got a bone to pick with Han Solo for shooting his jetpack off and making him land in the Sarlacc pit. I know, but it's tough then because I mean, I wouldn't want a third. Han and Lando bring back Alden Ehrenreich he did a fine job no he did do a fine job but just looking at it it's like okay well this movie this series takes place 14 years before The Force Awakens and Han Solo aged 40 years and 20 years so I mean they got like makeup and stuff they'd have to do an incredible job at making him look younger so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against lando and han showing up i wouldn't be against it at all it would make sense because after han sends ben solo away with luke 
him and Leia become distant and Han goes back to smuggling. So it's like, okay, you could have him set up in the book of Boba Fett and Lando him and Luke were hunting down Ochi's ship. So I, I don't know exactly if Lando's still doing that or not, but anything's, anything's possible. I think for the book of Boba Fett, but I guess this is kind of back to what I was talking about earlier with how it's described as Mando when I like how we just say Mando it's described as the Mandalorian season 2.5 but um it's confirmed that Mando season 3 hasn't even started filming yet and the rumors are that it's still not going to start filming for a while and the show won't even come out until next summer season 3 won't come out till next summer for Mando season 3 and at this point I'm this is just me who's saying this and I know it's incredibly it's a hot take when I say this, but I really don't think there should be a season three of Mando. That is a hot take because I disagree with you. I know you do, but so just like with it as a show in general, the Mandalorian, I think the way that the show caps off and the way that the last episode ends, I think it wraps it up perfectly and it has a nice bow on it. I think you can end that series and start a new series with just like Mandalore or like Bo-Katan or something and like go in that direction then and then you can still have the same characters and pick up where they left off sort of like how the Bad Batch did that with the Clone Wars you can do that but like just I because I think it'd be nice just to like wrap up Mando and you can say that like this is two seasons of really great storytelling and it's just a great journey throughout because Mando season one and two it's they're like the same thing. It's the journey is still the same. Like season one ends and season two just picks up like exactly where it left off. It's continuing the same journey that season one had started. So I think to just be, it'd be a nice way for them to wrap up Mando, put a bow on the whole show and then start the Mandalorian wars or whatever, or a new, a new show with just a different name, but you still have Din Djarin as a character. You still have Bo-Katan. You still have, um, the different Mandalorian creeds, the night owls, and you can pick up where the Mandos on Navarro had like escaped slash died and went into hiding. You can pick up there and do the whole dark saber storyline with that. But that's Ah. my opinion. I think it, I think just put a nice bow on Mando like as a whole show, because it was so good. And I'm afraid that like they keep, they might keep adding more stuff. And it's not going to, I can't imagine that it would ruin the show, but like, I don't want it to become overfilled with things where it's just overwhelming for me because then like when people watch the show, the Mandalorian, like it would just be so nice to watch season one and two. I you agree. Want, oh, sorry. You go. You go. I, I've been talking forever about it. I agree with from a storytelling perspective. I understand what you're saying. Like it does end perfectly. Like if you wanted to end the Mandalorian, that would be a perfect note to end it on. However, if they're going to continue the story of Din Djarin, it wouldn't make sense for them to end the Mandalorian and start a new series just purely from the marketing perspective of the Mandalorian was the flagship show that kicked off Disney plus mm-hmm. and people are like talking like, Mandalorian has like everybody watching it. Like guys who like never watch Star Wars are texting me like, bro, you've been watching the Mandalorian. This is pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty cool. Like, I feel like they'd lose viewers changing the name of the show to something else. However, that being said, 
I think the show still can continue on because they have that open plot line of the dark saber with Bo-Katan and Jin Jarn. Obviously he won it in combat and she, she wants power. Bo-Katan's always been a bad, I can't change my mind about that. She's, she's not, she's never been a morally she, pure character. She grew up as a terrorist. So exactly. So she regardless. does good things, but she has grown up as a terrorist. Like do not let the, she grew up in death watch. Do not let that fool you. Exactly. But my only concern with Mandalorian season three is because the first two seasons of the Mandalorian were such a like family like oriented series of like be like Din Djarin, the Mandalorian becoming a father, like learning to care for Grogu. And I am just concerned with Grogu leaving like you're going to lose that essence of the show, that element of the show where like that's you see like like the pull and like his heart, like he's like softening up or like you see like over time, like him just being become like softer and softer with Grogu and then like him being like full fledged dad mode. And I'm concerned with Grogu being gone. Now this isn't saying Grogu might not show up because I, if I, I think in season three, there's a high likelihood that Luke Skywalker and Grogu show up again. I don't think, I, you- I don't think in season three, I do think though, when the show is wrapping up and they're on their final season, I do think he will show up again. I see. I think it could be season three. I could definitely see it being like the end of the season, setting up season four. Luke Skywalker arrives with Grogu or Grogu shows up because Luke Skywalker's academy got zip zap zipped by Ben Solo. And somehow maybe Grogu escaped or something. I don't know. But like maybe that, maybe not. I don't know. That's just my only concern with Grogu because you're like, oh, it's it's the baby Yoda show. It's like, listen. Yes, like baby Yoda's cute, but like it's like he his he's not in the show just to be cute he's in that show to like further din Djarin's character and i'm concerned like yeah he's like din Djarin like finished the character arc like i am like i'm this child's surrogate father now but without him like where does din Djarin's story go and how does he develop without grogu that's just my only concern however well so i think it would be interesting to see how he de- like how he moves on as a character without grogu but again th- like you can't change my mind. Grogu was the heart of that show. Like he he was, was. he was the whole heart of that show. So I, that's why I get from a marketing perspective and from a producing perspective, like it'd be tough to end the Mandalorian and start a new show with him still. But I mean, like a lot of people were watching the show because of baby Yoda. So like you, the the pro, the toy itself, I, Disney and Lucasfilm didn't expect it to be so big. They didn't have toys made for it at all. They were like, they're like, they're like, shoot, people actually love this. And it took them like a couple months to be able to get toys pumped up because they didn't know how much people were going to love it. So I think with baby Yoda, Grogu, like leaving the show, I think you're going to lose a portion of your viewers from that. So yeah, that's why I just think like the heart of the show is leaving. I think you can wrap a bow on it and just make a new series, but they're not going to do that. So again, I'm, I'm not complaining about that, but I just think if someone wants to watch star Wars, it's like, if I want to recommend it to someone just say, Oh, watch the Mandalorian. If they see there's like five, six seasons of it, like, Oh my God, this is overwhelming. It's like, no, 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 no. Like the, if there's just two seasons, Oh, this is great. But I mean, I think that the show can still succeed for multiple seasons because I do think that we both think that Luke and Grogu will show. I know Grogu will show up again for sure. Luke, I don't know, but I do think that like, it'll, 
it'll definitely have something to do with Ben Solo, like ruining the ruining the Jedi Academy, and either he kills Grogu or something, and Mando has to go. Like, I could see I could see Mando dying to Kylo Ren. Honestly, that'd be so sick. I, like, I think that I think that'd be like kind of a cool way for him to go out, fighting for his kid. Be really that, dark. That would be really, really dark. Star. I like it when Star Wars gets dark. I prefer, okay. I wish they did it more often. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but I'm just saying that has some dark territory. Yeah, I killed your kid, and now I kill you. Happily ever after. <laughs> hey, I mean, not all shows need to end happy. Invincible. It's nice. It's made for twelve year olds. Stars uh, about coming of age story. Yeah, coming of age. Everything, coming of age at 50 years old. Everything ends. <laughs> Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Honestly. But that's just my thoughts on Mando Season 3. We kind of went off on a tangent from yeah. the book of Boba Fett. But both are... I think both are going to tie in great. Boba Fett, I, I have no concern about Boba Fett dying because he already died once. And you cannot kill a character off again. Because it just loses it loses its emotional value. Yeah. Speaking of things that have died and are now resurrecting. Huh, it's actually the uh, no never mind, it's not the name of it. I thought it was uh yeah, I'll let I, you talk about this because Yeah, you, no, I'm I'm excited for this. You just wrote it down, but I'm actually excited for this. I am so, too. Hey, 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 let's I'm excited, but like you have an oh, investment yeah. level of this that I don't have, which I'm glad you do, because I was concerned that I was gonna be talking about something that I didn't really know a whole lot about. No, I mean, I can't speak a whole lot about it either, but I can just speak on like my experiences with it. But so yesterday we got the first official trailer for the new He-Man show called Masters of the Universe Revelation. And I, Josh, Michael, and I unironically watched this show. We started out watching this show ironically. And then I think we got about like 10 episodes in and we started unironically watching it. And I think it took us like two summers to make a significant dent into the show. We watched, if not the whole show, a large portion of it. And you know, when July, I think it's like July 23rd, when the new, I see, I don't know if this is a series or if this is a movie because they say part one comes out on some like late July. So I don't know if this is a series or if it's a movie, but I am very, very excited for the new He-Man show slash movie that's coming out. I think it's a series because that's what uh, Google has it as. Uh, I'm going to keep looking right now. You can keep talking about it. But I mean, the trailer that came out was so good. I saw because... Mind you, the TV show He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that came out in like the 80s was terrible. It wasn't terrible, but I mean like, oh man, it was definitely goofy, like quirky. This is It's the stuff you kind of laugh at when you watch it now. But I mean, there were so many episodes when josh michael and i watched it that we just <laughs> kind of liked it <laughs> we liked the show even though it was the same thing over and over again but this new trailer oh my gosh 
I watch it. I'm like, this is amazing. This looks really fun. Holy crap. It looks awesome. It looks like really just fun. Like it looks like a cartoon show that I would totally watch as a kid. Like it just looks like the action. I'm if this isn't a show where i'm like oh i need a whole lot of great story from it like i'm sure they'll have their typical like oh because at the end of every he-man episode at with the original show it was like now remember kids don't there was a message behind everything because they would finish up the episode and the end credits would cut to prince adam or he-man and he would say now you can see during this episode skeletor was filled with envy or blah blah blah, and there was just some weird message at the end of the show and with this i mean i could care less if there's like a deeper message or if this is just like cartoon action meant for kids i can't really tell where this is aimed at because the way that they set this trailer up it kind of feels like it's aimed towards adults it's it looks violent (laughs) yeah so that's what makes me excited because so in the trailer i know a fair portion of the characters and there's a whole list of these names i'm like who are these people i hope for josh and michael i hope you guys know these people and i say them too but we see obviously the title character well it's he's not really the title of it's called masters of the universe but we see the title man himself prince adam who gets the power of gray skull and becomes he-man and i mean he is on all the steroids you could possibly give him no no he's not he's as natural as chris hemsworth in thor love and thunder yeah not at all but (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's i mean the the cartoon oh my god he's built he's built but we see his his scaredy his scaredy cat cat kring cringer kringer i don't i don't remember how they pronounce his name i think it was cringer but um and then when He-Man, or when Prince Adam turns into He-Man, he always points a sword at his cat, and he becomes Battle Cat then, and he's no longer scared, and he becomes this big ferocious lion. So you see that, which is cool. You get like a brief shot of Battle Cat in action at this, but then you get more of the goofy characters then, which I think is hilarious. I hope that they still have the same name. I can't imagine that they would change them. Um, but you see Man-at-Arms again which I think is a hilarious name. You see um, Beast Man, which is like the big hairy ape guy. <laughs> Why does that I, sound like a name? Like I like you're at six years old. Like you make up a, like a new like character. Who's this? I'm going to call this guy Beast Man. <laughs> oh, they get goofier. Um, you see Orko, who's like the tiny little wizard guy. It's it's a very blink and you'll miss it sort of thing. But for those of you who have seen He-Man, you'll know Orko. He's like, a little wizard floating guy sort of so you see him and i thought that was cool um you see triclops <laughs> i think that's such a weird name <laughs> triclops um we see tila she's sort of like he-man's counterpart not counterpart but she's like a female version of him sort of she's like wonder woman which is cool mm. and then um probably one of the better names we see we see merman which i think is just goofy i think that's a i think that's a hilarious name too and then um there's the sorceress as well she's at the beginning and she like you know has those eagle wings it's all of these are very very reminiscent of the original he-man show it just seems like they up they redid their 
cartoon animation, which I think is great. And then, of course, like I can't not say him, but Skeletor, dude, the classic, classic Skeletor. Which I, the beginning of the trailer where he says he's like, "Call your champion." Call I was like, "Champion." I was like, "Oh, this is actually really." When he said that, Yo. I I thought of the. I don't know why, but I thought of the Young Justice episode where um, it was in season Lobo? two. No, it wasn't Lobo. It was Despero. When Despero came to Earth with the little robot and they're fighting in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're fighting in the Hall of Justice. And mm-hmm. he's trying to fight. he's trying to fight Earth's champion. I just thought of that when Skeletor was like call your champion and then the trailer cuts and you see like the horse that he-man's riding on come in so i thought that was cool can i quick interject here so i was crazy i just like was up i was trying to go to bed but i couldn't fall asleep so i was like bright and showing notes down and i saw something like oh master of the universe trailer dropped i'm like all right well i've heard a lot about that i've heard about it like because christian harloff's a big master of the universe fan and i listen to a lot of his podcasts so i was like oh i'll watch it when i first started the trailer it's like you see the castle and you see the person's like the chick she's like you're never gonna beat skeletor and i'm like this looks really corny all of a sudden i hear mark hamill call your champion and i'm like oh i'm so in already and then like holding out for hero plays where oh and i'm like that starts playing and i'm like oh my god this is so cool this is so 80s i'm so into this and like it kind of looks like anime. Like I would like we were talking last week how we kind of want to like try to like start getting into anime. Like just like see like this kind of seems anime esque or like super corny, cartoony. I don't know, but like I'm like this looks super cool. It's like on the same level of like Thor Ragnarok, like just pop and bam, like wham in your face. And I'm like, I like watched that trailer like three times again today. I'm like, this is so cool. I want to watch this. This looks so awesome. Yeah. Needless to say, I the band will be getting back together. Josh, Michael, and I are definitely we haven't seen He Man in a year and a half now, two years. So we're all incredibly, incredibly excited for this new show. I'll be a one man band in Madison. I don't think any of my friends are gonna want to watch He Man with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> I it's definitely one of those like dorkier shows it may be considered one of the dorkiest but i i don't know much about it but i mean i'm so excited for it the trailer was so cool oh my god dude that trailer was awesome yeah um speed quick i mean there's nothing else that i have to say about it unless if you do it's just awesome um quick news they before we get into two episodes today but aquaman 2 it's called the lost kingdom could care less sounds so boring i feel like that's i mean it'll be uh but i didn't like the first aquaman movie i don't think you saw it nope so i my only question is does it take place now with Zack snyder's justice league or is it with joss whedon's because jason momoa had said that the aquaman movie takes place after Zack snyder's justice league so it's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't think Warner Brothers thinks the same thing, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't really care. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. Maybe I will, but we'll see how good the trailers are. 
Yeah, I gotta that's watch. all I have for DC news. Um, I got a news poll from Middle Earth, so they just like this is just like was announced like today or yesterday. Like, there's no, gonna it was be a like new six hours ago. There's like a new animated movie. I think it's anime. I believe I didn't. I didn't really read into a whole lot about it, but there's a Lord of the Rings, the War of the Rohirrim movie, and Will and I. I'm have thinking like, of Carl Urban right exactly. now. <laughs> I'm only thinking of Carl Urban. Yeah, um, we're Carl Urban. Is it when they're going into Minas Tirith and they're all riding? And Carl Urban's like Rohirrim to the king. No, 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 no. That's the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just I only think yeah. of the scene of. Carl, Carl riding and screaming like his eyes oh, that, really intense. Yeah, that's in that's in Return of the King. That's hilarious. We always laugh about that. So, okay, I just found this. I pulled it from therap.com. Uh Lord of the Rings anime prequel film set at New Line weren't blah 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 blah. The War of the Rohirrim will be a theatrical release and bring back originally tri- original trilogy writer as a consultant. Da, da 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 da. Sorry, this is poor radio that I'm reading this and telling you all about it. Um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot going on. They're not telling me. Projects is in the early days. New Line is fast tracking the anime and intends it to be a worldwide theatrical release from Warner Brothers Pictures. Animation works is already being done at Sola Entertainment, and voice casting is under and voice casting is underway. Um, this uh, Lord of the Rings: War of the Rohirrim is set roughly 250 years before events of the Fellowship of the Ring. Translates to no Carl Urban, which makes me sad. Um, and follows the story of Helm Hammerhand. Casual Lord of the Rings fans may recognize that name for, for Helm's Deep, the fortress that serves as the setting for the epic battle at the end of the Two Towers. But, sorry, I'm not talking into my microphone. Um, I'll just read that back real quick. Uh, so it follows the story of Helm Hammermand. Um, it sounds like he's probably the guy who is named after Helm's Deep. Um, Hammerhand was actually once the legendary king of Rohan. So, cool. Oh, I'm thinking of, I don't know what the actor's name is, but when they're in Rohan and um, what the hell is whoever the dad was, King they're Theoden. yelling, they're yelling day King Theoden. Yeah, King Theoden. I don't know if they're yelling day or yay or they're not yelling gay. So <laughs> I no 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 I know they're not. <laughs> but like I don't think they're yelling. I'd have to gay. watch the movie. I'd have to watch the movie with captions on because I don't remember. But I'm thinking of when he says it's definitely in the two towers where he's like now for wrath, now for ruin. I'm I, I'm spacing. in the red dawn, and he's like for Theoende or something like that. I don't remember. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings in a while. I'm kind of surprised that they're already announcing this before the Lord of the Rings TV show comes out. <laughs> Dude, that show is going to be stupid big. It's got like half a billion dollars poured into yeah, it. They, put, they need to get so many people to watch this show. And I don't know if so many people are going to watch this show. Well, it's. It, I think they're hyping it up to be like the next Game of Thrones. And I, it better it's only, be. It's only one season though, right now. So that's my concern. Yeah. If they put five hundred million dollars in, man, you better be banking hard. But well, this yeah. is—we're not talking about that. We're talking about Ro- War of Rohirrim. So nobody we know. Um, interesting. It'll be an anime movie, so more chance for you and I to actually like kind of get into anime. I started watching anime actually. So did you start watching? Um, Attack on Titan and Violet Evergarden. So, how long are the episodes of Attack on Titan? 
40 minutes, that's like long, an hour. That's a long time. Yeah, I only watched one episode, so. Did, did you like it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see myself keep watching it. I mean, it's weird getting into anime, but. Well, so I think I said it last week where the, the animators for One Punch are doing the Star Wars Visions anime, so. At one point, one of their short films, probably, yeah. What do you mean? Because sh- Visions is a collection of anime films done by different Japanese. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah. it's just it's Star Wars is going to be anime. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. Considering Galaxy of Adventures is already anime. Yeah, oh, that's lit anime. Regardless, yeah. we could talk about different anime all day. Not, not really. We couldn't. But there were two episodes of Disney Plus shows that came out. Um, yeah, speaking of like Galaxy and that stuff, we're going to talk about universes and multiverses. Yeah. We're talking well, about Loki. That's a good dude. I, I loved. Out of all of, yeah, no. Out of all three of the Disney favorite. Plus Marvel shows, this had, this had the strongest opening. Oh, yeah. Dude, it, like, it's not even close. So cool. It's... I... Oh, I was debating because I had to work late Wednesday when this came out, which I get why they're having this come out on Wednesdays because I don't think they want it to compete with Bad Batch. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's what they're trying to do. So it makes sense. But, um, yeah, let's get into Loki. First episode. Dude, it's got such a 60s sci-fi feel. It's so cool. It's like it's kind of like it takes like cuz like when they're in the TVA, which is the the time variant agency or whatever, cuz like Loki took the Tesseract in from Endgame and he took off with it and they're like, "Well, you can't do that. That's now so like essentially I'm trying to condense this really fast because like I just want to talk about the episode itself cuz like we're just setting up plotline. So like the time variance agency is like they're ruled by three like eternal gods or whoever the time gods or whatever the timekeepers timekeepers and they make sure like there's one time stream that only exists in the universe there's only one universe it is just this time stream and any variant of that is eliminated Ill- immediately so Loki was a variant of that so they're trying to eliminate him um so they they capture him and they take him to this time variant agency. And like it show you show up to this place and it looks like something straight out of like the Jetsons that like has just been like modernized and like put into like live action. And it is so cool. Um, You said it's like one universe. I think it's a multiverse of timelines, but I think like they overwatch like over all the timelines because you see them going to different like universes and different timelines. Yeah. Like, do things. So okay, that's true. But like, yeah, the time. I, I think they're making sure that like each timeline that like is like each multiversal timeline that's happening. So let's, I mean, let's just get into it because yeah. this is where it gets weird because there was, um, like the multiversal war and it was multiple timelines that were like fighting against one another. And that's when the timekeepers like intervened and they kept the timeline together and they made this thing called the sacred timeline. Mm hmm. So we're kind of like talking about the middle of the episode. We might jump back to the beginning, but the timekeepers made the sacred timeline, which then like condenses all the timelines like into one, but they're making sure that variants from different timelines aren't like stepping off path and doing something they shouldn't do, which I think is a really interesting concept because when they say it, they're like, it would create a nexus level event. And 
do you remember in WandaVision that uh, there was a commercial for a Nexus? Wanda's a Nexus, which basically means like in every universe, in every multiverse, like she is the constant. Like she is a constant there. So I also read that Loki is like going to be a very big implication for Doctor Strange 2, which I can definitely tell. Yeah, because they said there, there there will be no multiverse in the show. I'm like, well, I got a feeling at the end of the show, there's going to be a multiverse. Yeah, especially after what's happening. So, yeah. Um, because Kevin I, Feige said this is going to be the biggest Marvel show. Like, this will have the most impact out of all mm, of them. Yeah. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, so you talk about, like, how you love, like, the 60s sci-fi feel. I just like the concept of the show in general. Because, I mean, yeah. it's... it's, it, I mean, it's well-deserved for Loki. I think mm-hmm. Loki fans, like, some of them are good and some of them are annoying at times. Oh, like, he's so cute. He's so hot. Why would they kill him off? Well, I got annoyed when Infinity War got done. Like after Infinity War, there are some friends of mine who are like, Loki didn't die because he was using his opposite hand. I'm like, stop. Loki died in Infinity War. Like he did. that is the end of Loki's storyline for that. But it's cool how they pick it up like with Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I um this is just something I noticed. But they were using like different takes from endgame yeah like, yeah because i could tell like when the episode started and it was like steve rogers captain america and loki like and all the avengers from 2012 like i could tell when they, they first had their first lines i was like oh this is this is a different take from endgame yeah it's because i doubt that they brought all the actors back to reshoot no no chance that'd be so much money yeah um but yeah it's God, it's such a cool concept like because like the tva like they say like oh time passes differently here so it's like its own little like microcosm of the universe or its own little universe another world i don't know do you know anything about this i don't know i'm just making no i don't know a whole lot about the tva i mean marvel's getting into things now that like i don't really know a whole lot about but i mean with their multiversal timeline war and like multiverse timelines keep fighting one another like with that, I th- it's kind of setting up Secret Wars. Really? Like just the way they do it because Secret Wars is like multiverses colliding in worlds, like absolutely just getting obliterated. Where with like the most recent Secret Wars event that they did, which was like five or six years ago, I want to say. I mean, like you have the Illuminati Avengers where they're like willingly blowing up multiverses and like planets to like stop from their multiverse from collapsing so i mean like nice. I, the way that they s- talk about it in this kind of makes sense because it shows like how different timelines are fighting one another so and they confirm the multiverse with this like it, this is like a flat out confirmation of the multiverse mutants anything's possible honestly i mean i i really liked this episode a lot yeah um there's not i mean so you go. Well, I was gonna say, especially like when it just picks up at the beginning, where like Loki crashes in that desert in like Mongolia, you can easily tell it's the same Loki from 2012 because he like immediately runs up onto a rock in front of these uh, natives from Mongolia, and he like gives his whole glorious speech. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the same Loki from the Avengers. Yeah, 
Um, it's great because Tom Hiddleston like is so close to this character, so he knows like the ins and outs of Loki, which you see towards the end of the episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's God. I mean, I just wanted. To, I'm sorry. I just want to talk about Owen Wilson. I'm like I, never, I loved him. I never thought I'd say Owen Wilson fits great into the mar- into the MCU, but good golly, Miss Molly, does he fit in? to the mcu he is a perfect counterbalance like this is totally going to be a buddy cop heist series with these two at the front at the leading edge of it it is so funny and like i yeah i love when they were in the courtroom scene and mm -hmm. owen wilson is like i feel like i'm always looking up to you i like that like i love how like that's like that little like whisper like owen wilson whispers a lot and i just thought it was I i feel like i'm always looking up to you I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I loved Owen Wilson in this. Um, so, I mean, like just to quickly summarize the episode, they're like, Loki's like, he's either going to get like reset, like, and by reset and the TV, that means they're going to kill him or like, and then Owen Wilson's character comes and is like, wait, we need him. We're going to track down this variant. And they're like, that's a bad idea. Then he goes through and shows Loki his life. Like, this is how your life's going to progress. This is how it's, like, dictated by the timekeepers. And, like, you see Loki dying and Loki's like, well, shoot. Okay, I guess I don't have anything to live for because I'm not that Loki. I'm whatever. And he's like, he's like, then he starts listening to, it's really, like, kind of emotional sequence of events because, like, he sees his mom dying and, like, how it was his fault that his mom died. Or, I guess, not really his true mom, but his, the mother who raised him. And you see at the end of the episode when it's like, all right, well, who are we hunting? Who's this time variant? And he's like, well, and the Owen Wilson's like, well, the time variant that we're hunting is you. And immediately I'm like, oh God, here we go with the same old trope where it's like, the re- the true enemy is yourself and you have to kill the evil version of yourself to move on. Like Logan, like in Logan, like when he had to kill X-24, which was him. Yeah. Clone. Well, yeah, I, I don't know because I mean, if they said that it was Loki, like why didn't they just show his face? Show. Yeah, so like something's up with Loki then, but I mean like, yeah, I have no idea. Oh, cause it, was, it is kind of cool because like when they go to the first crime scene, and well, the kid so, points at the devil, and you're like, Whoa. okay, well, so I wanted to talk about this. So we get this episode has the first crime scene with Owen Wilson and like France in 1549, and he's doing his, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Detective work. Yeah, he's he's doing his detective CSI. work on the crime. Yeah, he's he's on the crime scene. So the kid, like as own as Agent Mobius, that's his name. Agent Mobius is with the kid. He's asking him, like, oh, did you see anything? And the kid, they're in this church and he points at the painting and it's the devil. And I saw that immediately. I was like, please, God, no. Because the Mephisto. W- Yes, when WandaVision came out, everyone was like, it's Mephisto. Mephisto is the devil. He's going to show up in this. And they pointed at the devil in this. And I was like, no, I thought we were done with this. I don't want because the fan theories for WandaVision got so out of control, like beyond out of control it was frustrating so I, the kid pointed at the devil and i was like i really hope marvel is just making a joke at the fans about this for how overwhelming they had gotten with these mephisto theories yeah i don't know i'm excited needless to say excited to see where this goes next week 
No, I I am too. I there's a whole lot of things that like I have questions about because when they take the variants back to the TVA, like they put like these time bombs down to like reset the timeline. It's like purple yeah. gas bombs or whatever. At least they looked like purple yeah. gas to me. So in one of the like in the trailer for this show there's like a scene there's a shot in the trailer where there's like all this purple gas bomb like behind loki he's like wearing like this business suit and he has like overalls on and there's like all like this purple there's a purple setting behind himself so that's where i'm like mm, i mean what's he collecting all of these gas bombs for but uh the thing that i realized the most about this show is that um the more you think about it, the more it's going to hurt your brain <laughs> because, yeah. well, so I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think about, I'm like, okay, wait. So Loki, just like, let's start with like the first Marvel movie. <laughs> like you proceed, all the events happen. We get to end game. The Avengers are like, okay, we need to go back in time and stop these events from happening. So the Avengers go into the quantum realm they go back in time to 2012 and like they reset these events or they get the infinity stones to, you know, remedy the effects that Thanos had done to the universe. Well, things go crazy, you know, and Loki gets hold of the Tesseract, but Loki was never supposed to do that. So he becomes a variant then. And then they say in this episode, oh, oh, well, the, the Avengers were always supposed to go back in time. So I'm like, okay, so wait, if the Avengers were always supposed to go back in time, Loki was always supposed to get the test rack to make his escape. And then he was always supposed to get captured by the TVA. I'm like, so wait, none of this makes sense then. So were the Avengers supposed to go back in time? Because they inevitably led to Loki's like escape from them. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me then because they never should have gone back in time then. I'm like, so Thanos was always supposed to make the snap then. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, wait, Doctor Strange looked and saw the 14 million different realities. So if he goes and sees these 14 million different realities and the TVA says the Avengers were always supposed to go back in time. So the Avengers were always supposed to win then. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Like the more I sit and think about it, the more it's confusing me. You look, you literally like explaining that, watching you explain that looked like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, that meme where he's like pointing at the board and there's like all like the lines connected. You're sitting like, well, he's supposed to be there and then, then they go back in time and then there, but then he's always supposed to grab the test. Right? It's, it's so confusing. So I'm like, this is, I mean, it's great. I love it. But I'm just like, wait a second. If the Avengers were always supposed to time travel, they were always supposed to defeat Thanos then. So what was up with Doctor Strange's prediction of the 14 million realities? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Avengers weren't always supposed to win, but the TVA is like stopping variants from happening. So maybe there's those 14 million different time streams that are happening and like the Avengers lose each one and like we're in the one that they win. But it's just, oh, it hurts your brain thinking about it. It definitely, it definitely hurt mine as I was like writing it out. It's still hurting you right now. No, I thought it was really funny in this episode though. We're like, because Loki doesn't, he thinks the TVA is a crock of, crock of crap and like you the realization was like oh maybe this isn't like actually fake and just a bunch of crap is when he sees like 10 infinity stones (laughs) just like in a drawer and i'm like like, oh they're paperweights (laughs) he's like what yeah (laughs) casey i love casey in this episode and then like um agent mobius walks back into like the little screening room there where he's like so you've tried to use it oh yeah multiple times doesn't work at all (laughs) yeah well it's just like 
oh yeah the tva is definitely like the real incredibly deal. yeah it's the loki says is this the most powerful uh being in the universe or something when he sees that there's like more there's duplicate infinity stones there yeah which i mean someone who lives in their own timeline shouldn't have duplicate infinity stones it should only be one there can only be one highlander you can only there be can. One. but i mean i <sighs> i think we should just talk about it right now there's that great scene so loki Owen, when Owen Wilson is like interrogating him and he's like, do you enjoy killing people? And he's like, mm-hmm. yes, I do. And he's given his rant to agent Mobius, Owen Wilson. I think I honestly feel like I'm just going to call him Owen Wilson. Yeah. Let's just call him Owen Wilson. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where like if John Hamm is in a movie, I'm not going to call him his character. I'm going to say like John Hamm. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like- just, it's one of those just name. It's it's one of those name brand people like Keanu Reeves, Carl Urban. Yeah, you, you just say their name. Yeah, but um, when Owen Wilson is interrogating Loki and just questioning him, Loki's like, "This place is an illusion. It's uh, it's uh, I don't remember like the exact like dialogue that he had for it, but he says the TVA is just an illusion to like pull fear out of the weak and that stuff, while." Owen Wilson is trying to ask him if he enjoys killing people. And then Loki like has this whole self journey where he sees his future and he sees that he's always going to die to Thanos in infinity war. But then like you get this great scene where he comes back and like, Oh my God, Tom Hiddleston's acting is so good. Yeah. Cause it shines when Owen Wilson says to him, well, Tom Hiddleston said, or Loki says to him again, I don't enjoy killing people. It's all an act. It's to create the illusion of fear to others to make the weak look strong. It's like, oh my, it's just this great, like full circle story arc for Loki just already in within one episode. It was like 10 minutes. It was honestly like 10 minutes. This happened. No, I know. And it was just a, it was a great just transition for the character. I I loved it so much. Cause it kind of like accelerates him to the point where he is. His real character is at the end of Ragnarok. And like mm-hmm. when he dies right away in Infinity War, but yeah, like that's the Loki that like we ended and saw and we loved. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, he says like I don't enjoy hurting people. Part of the illusion is to control people. So it's it's Loki's quest for power, and he doesn't enjoy it. He just feels like he needs it. Yeah, which I I love. I I really really am excited for this show. I'm bummed because it's only six episodes. Yeah, you know what I'm pissed about too." When this episode premiered in like LA, the freaking fans got to see the second one too. I'm like, oh, but I'd be pissed if I was a fan because now I have to wait two weeks. Yeah. Like I saw this episode. Now I have to wait for the second episode to come out, which I've already seen. And then I have to, then I can finally see the new one. It's like, oh, that would be a bummer. But also there was a funny, I wrote it down, but um, the people who like hunt down the variants, they're called the Minutemen. And I was like, <laughs> Watchmen. Watchmen. Because <laughs> the Minutemen, you know, were the, like, before the Watchmen. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, yeah, there's the Minutemen or something else. <laughs> yeah. The, the Hood. Oh, oh, I don't remember what that guy's name was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know who you're talking about, though, and I know where yeah. it leads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows where it leads. But yeah, I just heard them say the Minutemen, and I was like, <laughs> LOL. That's funny. All right. But 
yeah they're hunting loki variant i don't know maybe the enchantress the enchantress might show up from avengers earth's mightiest heroes pretty sweet that would be i don't know there's a lot with the show it's hard to predict right now but loki's just collecting those time bombs or the variant loki is collecting those time bombs and i'm curious if he's just gonna like blow everything up i'm curious why there's a loki variant i don't know it's too early to predict yeah yeah i don't know i i'm excited for next week's episode i am too it's easily the strongest opening out of all the marvel disney plus shows mm-hmm. tom hiddleston did a great job owen wilson did a great job yeah i'm beyond excited for it i'm excited i don't know if i'm beyond excited I I'm I was genuinely surprised because I wasn't like super hyped going into this, but ooh ooh baby ooh baby. But all uh, right, well I think that might be all we have today. Okay, okay, okay. Oh wait, uh, yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait a second. It's Friday. It is Bad Batch Day. It is Bad Batch Day. Episode seven, Battle Scars. So this is when it all, it's like the Kanye West song, it all falls down. It didn't really fall down this well, episode. Okay. Let's just it like, could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. It could, honestly, it was, went way better than I thought it was. So, I, I, I was like, this is, was probably the best outcome we could have had. So we'll just get out of the way. Wrecker's, Wrecker's inhibitor chip goes off. And that's basically all. To no still, one's surprise. To no one's surprise. Like. This this so the main thing about this episode is they're trying to get the inhibitor chips out of their head because they meet Rex, which is really cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Rex. Rex a little later. But, yeah. So the main thing is they got to get their inhibitor chips out of their head. Wreckers goes off and he's fighting the whole time. Da 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 da. Just at the end, they manage to get Wrecker and then they um get the inhibitor chip out of his head, and then they get everybody else's inhibitor chips out of their heads, except Omega. Excuse me. Because she doesn't have one. And that's literally the bur- the best outcome it could have been. Because I was going into the show thinking, it was like, oh, shoot, one of them's going to get their inhibitor chip go off. Then they're going to join Crosshair. And then another. And then another, and then it'd just be like Hunter and Omega. But that's not how it went at all. So, so Hunters went off. And then it didn't go. And then like they fixed it. They knocked him out. They, they pulled it out of his head. They pulled all theirs out of their head. And you see at the end of the episode, Rex is just like heading off. He's like, oh, you guys can come help us out. And Hunter's like... I I got I owe it to my squad and I owe it to Omega. I gotta take care of him. We gotta keep moving on. So, and then you see like them the the uh, the, the garbage people police looking over and they're like, oh, let's call it into the Empire. We found the ro- the Clone Force ninety nine. So that's where the episode ends. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on. There's a lot of cool like little references and stuff going on inside the episode itself. Well, yeah, I mean, meeting Rex right away. It's just like the hell homie. yeah, the homies back. Uh, I'm bummed though because I I don't know if Rex is going to show up again this season. I mean, he leaves it open to interpretation where he leaves and he's like, "The Bad Batch say, oh, if you ever need us, you know where to find us." I bet he'll show up again. He will, but I was just like, oh, can't Rex just stay with them the whole time? So that's who Rafa and Trace were in communications with last week. With R7. Yeah. Because Rex like flat out says he's like, oh, I heard from Rafa and Trace Martez. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, have we been calling them the Martinez sisters the whole time? Maybe. I don't know. Honestly, I think I I've been know. calling them. That might be my bad. But regardless. they were, I, oh, Just to 
from last week. They were more bearable this week. I mean, in last week's episode than they were in all of Clone Wars to give them their credit, but still don't like them. We're going to move on from the Martez sisters because I don't want to talk about them. What I do want to talk about is how Rex is now the column, the old guy, because they're like, Omega's like, you're a generation one clone. And he's like, how do you know that? She's like, the lines on your face. And then Wrecker's like, yeah, he's old. <laughs> yeah, poor Rex. Rex has been through it all, though. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. Old man Rex hours. I know it's a bummer. It's, it's cool because like you see a scar from the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah, like you see the battle cut scars. On battle scars. I wouldn't really call. You could call it a battle scar, I guess. Yeah, it kind of was a battle scar. Well, I mean, he didn't get it from battle. They ripped it out in the middle of the battle. <laughs> they didn't even rip it out. They did surgery. They put a band aid on it. That's dude. still a scar on your head. Yeah, you're making it sound more grotesque than it actually was, though. A scar is anything that like leaves a mark. On, that by de- definition, that is what a scar is. That's why the episode is called Battle Scars. That's what I was going towards. Yeah, but you're making it seem like he got shot in war. I, he has been shot in a war before. <laughs> well, he has plenty of times, but there's uh there's another cool reference i was so happy to hear it because I, yeah. where they end up on this planet they go to braca which i'm like yo braca's from it that's the opening planet for jedi fallen order which everyone's like oh cal kestis cal kestis i'm like no cal kestis all right i'm just gonna go real quick here you can't have anything for cal kestis like he cannot show up or like trust anyone pre Jedi Fallen Order because Jaro Tapal says to him in Jedi Fallen Order, trust only in the Force. So it's like it doesn't fit Cal's story to trust the Bad Batch because he literally ends his story in the Clone Wars where he's like crying on the ship, like going to crash onto the planet Bracca. So I cannot imagine Cal Kestis is going to team up with the Bad Batch or something for all you crazy fan theory theorists out there like we saw what happened with kane and jairus i can't imagine that cal kestis is like oh yeah i i'll trust you guys can't see that happening no cal kestis is going to show up at the end of the mandalorian when they need a jedi to show up and just train grogu it's not going to be luke skywalker it's totally going to be cal kestis yeah i know oh my god that frustrated me too It's literally just you and I saying that everybody else is like, it's Mace Windu. It's Cal Kestis. No, Cal's going to show up in Jedi Fallen Order 2 with Darth Maul. That's what it's going to be. Is Maul in Fallen Order 2? He probably will be because that's how he'll end up on Malachor, which is all I want. I want Cal Kestis to die in this next game. Oh, jeez. What a a dark thing to want. (laughs) I, I want this character to die. I uh, I feel like the more Jedi that show up during Order 66 like lessens the blow. I agree. It's kind of annoying. Like, it's like, well, I survived Order 66. It's like, okay, well, who else survived? Because literally the whole Jedi Council died, and they're like the most powerful Jedi ever. But we got these kids just surviving because they're like, oh, I got lucky. Oh, I got lucky. Yeah. The only people I can think of, Kanan, Ezra, which frustrate me. Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, Yoda. There's only five I can think of off the top of my head. Now, there's probably more, but... Yeah. It's just like... And Cal, Kestis now, but it's like... (sighs) You get more Order 66, though, this episode, kind of, where, like, 
they, I mean, they have to get the inhibitor chips out of the head. And it's yeah. like, you get this really sad scene with Rex where he's saying like, I know what this does to people and you yeah. cannot control it. And I'm like, Oh, don't bring me back to it. Don't bring the memories back. Cause immediately he's got his guns out. He's pointing. He's like, you got to get these, you got to get this crap out of your head right now. Well, yeah. I mean, wreckers like oh, good soldiers follow orders. I'm like, God, I knew that this was going to happen, but it was kind of sad. Cause like, like, cause like, wrecker and omega are like brother sister like they're like yeah, they have a great this is like their dynamic this episode because it's like brother sister at the beginning of the episode where they're like going and getting food on sid's tab together after they complete a mission oh the mission's over can't break tradition and then like when wreckers and heavy chip goes off then it's hunter and the hunted or like she's being hunted by wrecker it's kind of scary bro at the points that like he's like popping up and you're like oh yeah he's like a big towering monster yeah, but regardless, I don't know. Good episode. I really liked it. The story of family is really strong in this show right now because, like, Hunter's like, yeah, I mean, I want to help you and your cause against the Empire, but, like, I really owe it to my squad and Omega to, like, keep moving. Yeah. I I was kind of bummed with this episode because I think they could have done a lot more with it. Yeah, I mean. I think this is one of the first episodes I was kind of bummed with. Because I really wanted more with Captain Rex. True. But the one thing I will point out is all of, I think we've seen almost all of the footage from the trailers. No. The, so there's only one other thing from the trailers that I had that we haven't seen. And that's like when all the clones like like while well, the Bad Batch like in that sort of hut sort of thing. And the clones like all it's like it's the I don't even remember now what that squad that Dominant crosshair squad. No, what's the squad that Crosshair runs now? I, I don't think they elite gave it a squad. An elite squad, yeah, something like yeah. That. We that's the only shot that we still have to see where they like corner them and th- they have like the ambush surprise on them. That's the last shot that we have to see from the trailer. Everything else we've seen, yeah, like we've seen Rex show up now. We've seen like Wrecker crawling away from that Sarlacc thing. We've seen Hunter flying through the city on that little speeder bike. And a lot of the footage was already in the first episode of the show. So first episode, still best episode. Oh yeah. It's not close. First episode was great. It was a great opener, but I mean, I, I liked this episode, but I was like, ah, I was bummed. I wanted more with Rex, but I mean, this isn't Rex's story. So I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, looking forward to next episode. Um, I think, I think crosshair is, I mean, obviously the Empire is coming back because those um, ship ship cutters on Braca called the Empire. So because I was going to say it's been a while now, like I'm kind of forgetting that Crosshair is still like a character. Yeah, I, I kind of like I'm disappointed they're not flashing back, like flashing and showing more of him in the Empire. But it's probably all serves a purpose in time. I think the show is going to shift a lot more now, though, towards that. Because now that they've dealt with, now that we know, like, they're not, the squad isn't going to turn upon itself. Yeah, I think because this is what, episode seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, and there's 14 or 16. So we're basically at the halfway point. Yeah. So I, yeah. Almost, if not. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes are this season or if this is just a one and done. But I, I really do think, though, that the show is going to, like, change completely now 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to focus a lot more on them being on the run. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Because we'll they might week. say they might get stuck on Brock again next episode. I hope they don't. Yeah, that'd be a bummer. Cal Custis could show up and save them. Well, he's. I like, hope he doesn't. He's like eight. <laughs> yeah, this is. I this I feel like takes place not even a month after Order sixty six. Exactly. So, God, if he shows up, like this doesn't make any sense because you were twelve years old. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's all I have to say about Bad Batch. You have anything else? Uh, I don't think. Oh, actually, yeah. How does Echo get his helmet on and off? <laughs> like, that's just the one thing that like I see so many people like, how does Echo get his helmet on and off? And I'm like, this frustrates me. Let's just not ask questions like that. How about? No, I know. I just think it's funny because I thought that the very first episode, I was like... <sighs> How's Echo getting that helmet on? <laughs> that thing's got to hurt. Like, he's quickly ripping it off. He's like, oh, the computer on my head just hurt. Ow. Yeah. It's like your <laughs> hair getting caught on something. Echo's computer hard drive on his head's getting caught on his helmet. Oh. No, I don't have anything else with Bad Batch. All right. Well, thank you for all those who are with us at our minute, hour one, minute 40. Of this episode, um, I don't. We haven't. We haven't really done a good job of like plugging this, but we do have a YouTube channel. Um, it's the Legionnaire podcast, I believe. Um, our good for Will's roommate Caleb puts together the video for it, and he uploads it to that. Shout out to Caleb. I feel like we should do more of a jo- better job of plugging that for him because he's putting in all that hard work, and we're getting a all few right, views. Don't don't start pumping his confidence. Well, I mean, I don't know how to do it. Do you know how to do it? I do. I did all the work for him. I can't wait to get texts from him now. I carry this podcast. <laughs> He'll say that to me. But well, regardless, yeah, if you do want to see the VODs for Cal and I talking, you can look us up on YouTube at the Legionnaire podcast on YouTube. Um, You can also find us on Instagram at legionnaire pod and our email is legionnairepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions that you want to ask us we got a question about two weeks ago that i think we're gonna talk about coming up soon but yeah i think that's that's all we got for today anything yeah anything you want to see like us tackle for upcoming shows anything like if you if you watch Masters of the Universe, you're really big into that. Shoot us a message and you got any thoughts on Star Wars show news. Give us a message about that. We'll reply pretty quickly. Um, both of us have access to the Instagram. So if you really want to get a quick response, I'd send it to that email or that uh, DM us on Instagram. Yeah, you'll on any of our social media, you'll have direct contact with Cal and myself. Yeah. It's one of the perks of being small, small creators. Very, very small. Literally two. Only two there are. No more, no less. But if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with someone who you think would enjoy. It would mean a lot to us. Our Spotify is The Legionnaire, so feel free to share it with someone who you think would enjoy this. And with that, we are Legion. Thank you.